Check the mic and make sure it sound right, boys. Guess what? Guess what? What? Podcast is back, Jack. Let's go, baby. No, we got the squad no. in the house, ready to talk some some. I don't even know what we're gonna talk about. Well, I, actually, I, I do really, know what I we're really gonna talk do. about. I have an idea, and, um, and uh, I'm excited. What and are it's we gonna talking be good. about? And you're gonna find out, bro. You're gonna find out, bro. You'll find you out, know? bro. Do you know? All right. No. How's everyone doing? Let's catch up. What's new in the world of Luke? Luke, give us one new thing. This is where you tell people about the college group. I mean, or do whatever you want. Yeah. So the world of One Line Church, we have been gathering a group of college students. We've actually been learning from the college community that meets here Yeah. every week. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've been providing once a month college dinners because we found that college students on Sunday nights at Wheaton don't really have dinner like the best dinner it's kind of like leftovers when it comes to sunday scaries yes so (laughs) on the next one is two sundays from now a week and a half from now is april 10th oh april 10th that's palm sunday from 5 30 to 7 p.m which is two days after good friday is it not yeah and we provide a meal at at our church just hang out we played spike ball last time Hung out around fire pits. Are you going to leave out the part where we absolutely dominated Spikeball? Yeah. Nora and I crushed it. (laughs) Yeah. We are are the freaking best at Spikeball. Don't add us. Uh, Yeah. Uh, uh. Uh, Okay. We won one out of two matches, but who's counting? No, we won Oh, my gosh. You're basing this incredibleness off of one match. Because we were down by like 15 points. We were down by 15 and we came back. It was it's like, like saying, yeah. honestly, Bears are the best team in the NFL. What's their record? One in one in one. Oh. Yeah. The momentum is moving. It felt good, is what you're saying. Hey, if you want to come. All right. So it's Sunday nights, once a month. 537. Er, message Luke on Instagram to yes, find out the schedule. Just send me a message. At Luke it's, Cunningham underscore Cunningham. Luke underscore Cunningham seven. Yes. If is that it? Yeah, Luke underscore Cunningham seven, I think. Yo, let's go with yeah. that. If you're uncomfortable. Like, at one line well. students. Or or you can message me and I can text Luke yeah. if that's not your jam. Yeah. We call that a go, a go Correction. around. Correction. It's not 530 to 7 p.m. It starts at 530. Not really an end time. We share a meal together and then just hang out for the rest of the Meal, day. hang out. Can't lose. Yeah, we can't. And it's a really nice, it's a really, really pretty church. I like Have prettiness. You seen it? Yes. <laughs> Pictures of it. You should You should come by. Like, I will come by. Let's do it's it. on Sunday nights. Yeah. So you're not... You're, you're not, in college. Hey, you can come. I'm in college. <laughs> you you, you may or may Don't laugh. Not. I'm in college. I have a college ID. I can show it to you. And my you. beard is not gray, so I can come. Yeah. I'm a college student. Unless Nora says you look like you're 40. I didn't. She did, said that did to I you, not me. <laughs> I didn't say you look 40. I asked why no, you... No, you said, need... aren't you like 40? I didn't yeah, you know, that's 40. true. She didn't say you look 40. I said okay, 30. Okay, good. Okay, Nora, give me something. What's new <laughs> What's new in your life besides being a kind of decent spike ball player? Uh, 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 my my birthday's on Saturday. Birthday's in okay. T- today we're we're gonna release this today too. So Nora's birthday is in two days. No, Friday set. Yeah, two days. Two days. Yeah. April second. Mm-hmm. So get all your April Fool's jokes out of the way, and then go buy Nora a present. Exactly. Or yeah. Venmo. What's your Venmo? Uh, 
I mean, Hurry I mean, up. I, You're missing I, out I, on money right now. I'm, I know. I know. <laughs> okay, I'll give you five seconds to get no, it. No, I, I don't even know. Stop. Four, stop. I don't like being counted three, down. Venmo. I think it's two. Nora Hagler 2. Oh, Nora Hagler too. Send let her me, some. Let me make sure that. Yeah. Send and, her some money, bro. And don't and don't yeah, pull that Nora savage. Don't be cheap either. Yeah. Nora with like an H at bucks. the end. And Nora don't with pull an, an April end. Fool's joke and say Nora, I'm gonna get her something. Yeah, Nora with an April H. April Fools, I'm not. Nora H, N O R A H. Yes. And Hagler, then wait. H A G L E R. So there's two H's right in a row. Yeah. Savage. That's like my Instagram. Nora double H Hagler. Two. Yeah. All right, send her ten bucks if you're real. Yeah. Um, what's, oh. go ahead, ask me. I feel like it's not so. Ask me. Well, Mike, what's new in your life? What Nothing. are you doing? Nothing. Get out of here. We're having a college group dinner every fourth Sunday. Why the are same you day Luke's going to have it. No, I'm joking. Um, Gosh. no, everything's good. Life is good. Uh, I'm still, I'm still, uh, I'm still me. All right, guys, I haven't changed. Um, you got new glasses. I got new of. glasses. These are ones are green. I have clear ones also. Uh, my daughter doesn't like it when I wear the clear ones now, and she didn't like it when I used to wear these. She's like, Dad, I wore my clear ones yesterday, and she said, Dad, now those glasses aren't familiar. I want you, can you wear the green ones, please? And I was like, <laughs> I was like uh, listen, I love you, but you don't get to choose my glasses. She wants consistency, Mike. She's like, okay, but when you come home, can you put on the green ones? <laughs> yeah. yeah, so maybe yes. you should stick to consistency. No, even every when I, third Sunday. When I when I cut them, <laughs> when I cut my hair, she gets mad at me because she's like, "Dad, it's too short. It looks too different." There's like a trend where it's like uh, a list. It's like reasons why my girlfriend or child was mad at me, and it'd be like the first one. Um, she had a really long day at work. That's my fault. I should contact her boss. Um, and then it'd be like, Dave, <laughs> I wear the glasses she didn't like. That's my fault. I should always wear the glasses she wants every day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I should have checked in with her in the morning. Exactly. What she was feeling. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I got these and she just like, she squints her face and she looks at me and she's like, I could totally see when I first got it, she's like, dad, who are you? What are you wearing? <laughs> right at me. <laughs> like, did you get new glasses? And I'm like, yeah. What do you think? And she's like, Who are you? It doesn't look like you, right? Because I always wore my clear ones. Anyway, good times. Um, yeah, everything's going good. Frontline's good on Sundays, junior high, high school, Sunday nights, um, and um, college community on Wednesdays. So if you're in college, it's good news for you. You have because all the groups. Wednesday nights, you get to go to college community. And we also have dinner, which is awesome. And then every third college community, two days later, three days later, you can go to- Four days? Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Good math. Four days later, you get to go to Luke's church, one line, and you get to eat food and hang out and hopefully beat them in spike ball. And so like, that's a lot of college stuff for college kids. That's kind of what we're talking about, right? Yeah. So there's going to at least- once a month, you get to do a college group twice a week. Come through if you're cool. If you're real, you got to say that. If you're real. If you're cool, you say if you're real. Yeah. Is that cool anymore, Nora? What? <clears throat> Saying if you're real? Uh, I don't you could know. say no. If you're about it. I haven't heard Come it. Through if, if you're, you're about, about it. it? If you're about it. Hey, does college group hit different, Luke? Absolutely. What are we calling it, by the way? Just college group? <laughs> we're, we're, we're working on a name right now. We've been doing college student Sunday dinner. <laughs> I <laughs> see. Keep working S- on it. Keep yeah, working on it. Yeah, C S S D. No, it's not a good acronym either. 
So let me think. L- about let's it. let's brainstorm a name. Yeah. Mike. All right. Right. Do I have to do it right now? No. Oh. Wait. So go to Luke's dinner, college dinner, if you real, mm. on every third Sunday, which is the next one's in um, ten days. April tenth. April tenth, which is. Come to college community on Wednesdays. Um, wish send Nora ten dollars on Venmo right now if you real. Nora Hagler too at Venmo.com. <laughs> Just kidding, not the Venmo part. All right. Anyway, all right. So Mike's Mike's corner wrong. today. Mike's corner today. Why wouldn't you? So if you opened up your Venmo right now and you had forty bucks in there, you'd be mad. No, but I feel like you feel I, bad. I feel and like then, I like. You, you you would feel is, bad and then you'd hit transfer to bank account. No, <laughs> yeah, you. Would. I think I let it sit there for a little bit and then I do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let it sit there for like a week and then yeah, and I then feel and then you let, go to let Target the shame. And spend yeah, over. let the shame wear off. Oh, if you want to send me a Venmo, go ahead, Mike Miller. I'm wearing a Cubs hat and picture, yeah. no beard. Yeah. What's my profile? Mine's uh, Luke Dash Cunningham Dash fourteen. It's like we all open it up. We have like five thousand dollars. I have no profile picture. So. A rich person happened to be listening. Okay, so today's Mike's Corner. Mike's Corner. Sweet. Um, is going to be your best physical injury. All right? Give me your best physical injury that you've gotten, your best injury story. It could be the funniest, the worst, the most painful, the most embarrassing, whatever you want it to be. But you could tell me your best injury story. Um, ladies first. Let's go. Uh do you want me to say Luke first? Yeah. Luke first. Sweet. When I was a freshman in high school, mm-hmm. my parents and I took a cross-country trip to – we went to Georgia, and then we went to South Carolina. Cool. Uh, we we're going we we're gonna to stop at my cousin's house, and then we we're going to go to Hilton, Hilton Head Island in uh, Heard of it. South Carolina. Yeah. It's freaking beautiful. Yeah. Um, and while we made that stop at my cousin's house, my cousin was at school that day. It was my spring break. Um, I found his longboard and I was like messing around with it and, uh, riding it around and I'm like, wow, this thing's like so cool. It's like different than a skateboard and it goes forever. I'm like, I'm going to take it down a hill. I, I think I could do it. And so I found the biggest local hill and, uh, I go down this hill and I start speeding up speeding up more and you, mind were, you, you mind weren't you, thinking that like you're me going 50 miles an hour yeah mind you this was my first time ever on a longboard and uh so i go go down this hill by and, the way your cousins are bogus for not telling you not to do that he uh no it, he just res- go ahead but it's all right just I'll, true. I'll tell you how my cousin responded a- after i explained yeah, after you yeah. smashed yourself somehow. so so i i go down this hill and uh as you expect those of you who have longboarded before, you start getting the speed wobbles. You start wobbling, wobbling. Oh my gosh! I'm wo- just like wobbling. scared. Thinking and and, and uh, I was freaking scared and worried that I was just going to face plant at the end. And so I'm right in the middle of the road, and I decided it's a good idea to jump off the board. And uh, I jumped off the board while it was going pretty fast. And what happens when you jump off something moving? Your legs go out from underneath you, and I hit the pavement, and I slide, bracing myself with my hands, my bare hands, mm-hmm. and uh, my palms were gone. Oh I, 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 had a, I had a gash on my forehead, um, a gash on my stomach where I was also sliding, ah. and, and on my knees. So everywhere that was touching the pavement just got wrecked. And, and so I grabbed this skateboard, and I'm hobbling up this hill. A neighbor... 
of my of my cousins is like, "Are you good? Are you okay? Do you want me to call?" <laughs> yeah, them? no, no, I'm cool, yeah. man. I'm and, good. And uh, <laughs> my cousin comes home later that day. Uh, my mom was. Oh, your cousin wasn't there. Yeah, he was. He was at. Uh, he was at school that you day. You went by yourself? I went by myself. Come on. Man. Yeah. No no self-control. I mean, just you were 14. Only fun. We'll cut yeah. your break. And uh, I, I walked into their house. My mom's freaking out. She's like, oh, my gosh. Like, on vacation, too? Are you serious? And uh, my cousin goes, come on, man. That was a small hill. I do that <laughs> hill all the time. And right right after right after I'm just a bloody mess. How old was your cousin? He was He was a little younger than me. Wow. Like 13, 14. Get you an... an Gotta love the sympathy for me. <laughs> yeah. Get you a cousin who What's belittles your injuries, David. Cousin David. Oh, I have a cousin David. Too. Yeah. And is they, was is cousin, cousin David nice or not? Would he say like, sorry that happened to you? Yeah. He'd have a little <laughs> bit more sympathy, but... Yeah. but <laughs> Maybe not much more. But just about the same. And uh, yeah, he, he would... He would ride that thing all the time. So Well, shout out to Cousin David the Longboarder. Yeah. All right. Exactly. Sorry that you scraped your whole face off yeah. and hands yeah. off and stomach off. And, and then I went off. into the ocean. And then I went into the ocean like oh, two days later. Salty, and salty burn. Salt burns. It was awesome. Yeah. It was a it was a great trip. I'm you, gonna remember yeah. it for a long time. That was <laughs> painful. No pain, no gain, I guess. Oh, oh for sure. Nora. Um, this one isn't like good, but I mean I get hurt a lot. Like, I don't, like, cry when I get hurt, but this time I did. Uh, that's how you know it was a bad one? Yeah, that's how you know it was a bad one. Well, I still, like, can't do certain things in volleyball because my tendons are so messed up. Um, in your hands, right? In my hands, like yeah. Like in your thumb, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was playing front row and somebody- Soccer. No, volleyball. Oh, go ahead. And someone spiked it down. And I didn't have time to pass, so I set it, but it bent my thumb all the way back, and I immediately started crying. Uh, I don't cry very much. If you know me, you probably never see me cry. Um, yeah, that was really bad. And then it was I, my tendons were pulled. He said they were like close to being torn, but like all of them, but they were only like pulled. So he explained it to me, kind of like a rubber band. Like, the more you use it, so, like, let's say I play volleyball now, the they more- They get all stretched out. They get all stretched out, and then they get, like, inflamed, so, like, my forearm gets as hard as a rock, but then once- and, But not in a good way. Not in a good way, no. Mm. So, like, I can't go like that, because it's just, like, it's too much strain on this hand, but oh. it wasn't, like, volleyball. so then I learned when I was out to play with my left hand, so now I'm ambidextrous in volleyball. Because I was playing with my left hand when I was out. Volidextrous. Isn't that Volidextrous. really cool? Volidextrous. <laughs> Isn't that really cool? Um. All right. So I shattered my ankle and dislocated it in playing football in college. Seven times. I was uh, <laughs> no, I only did it once, but I had five ankle surgeries. Uh, I was running. I uh, my man Rico was the quarterback, one of my best friends. He's leader at college community. He pitched me the ball. I was running around the outside in a scrimmage. I stiff armed a guy. It was a good stiff arm too. Planted my leg, and as he was falling from the stiff arm, he just collapsed onto my leg that I had planted underneath him. Mm. The bone twisted off, so it didn't just break clean. It twisted, 
Oh, I just hit my mic. And so when it twisted, uh, it shattered, right? Because when it twists, you know, a little, you got your big break and a bunch of little breaks. And then my ankle dislocated. Okay. So I had a surgery after I healed uh, from the surgery. I got an infection and then I had to have all a bunch of surgeries. So I had five ankle surgeries in college. Okay. And I was kind of thinking about injuries, right? And, um, as far as physical injuries go, there's kind of three steps to getting physically injured, right? And you guys have done this before, whether you split your head open or whether you've uh, broken a bone or whether you've twisted something, whatever the case might be, varying levels of different things, right? There's the injury itself, okay? When that happens in that moment, okay, you're feeling pain, you're feeling like what just happened. Maybe you're freaking out, right? I know some people, they see blood or, you know, whatever, right? Luke, when you fell and scraped your whole whatever, you looked at your hands and you were probably like, <gasps> right? Like kind of freaking out a little bit. Yeah. What did I just do? What happened? What you know, is my leg broken? You're probably thinking as you're limping up the hill, right? You have all these thoughts. Same thing, Nora. You're like, did I just rip my thumb off? You know what I mean? <laughs> and so you're like, that's what's gone? going through your head. That's the injury itself. Okay. But then step two is kind of the aftermath of the assessment. You go to the doctor, right? Nora, you found mm-hmm. out you're all, your ligaments are all jacked up, right? I got an x-ray, you know, whatever. Luke, you got your bandages. You're looking at everything. You get home, you realize your stomach's cut up. You're like, what the heck? Right. All this kind of stuff. And you kind of do an assessment. And what happens during this time is a lot of times you realize kind of how messed up you actually are. Right. And you realize, oh, what I'm not going to be able to do anymore. Nora's like, I had to use the, I had to learn how to use my left hand. And Luke, you're like, I'm never longboarding again. <laughs> right. Or in, in me, I'm like, I'm not going to be able to play football. I might not be able to play football again. Am I going to be able to walk? You know, like what's going on? You know, I'm never going to be the same again. You have kind of this aftermath, the assessment of what's going on. But then the final process is the healing process. Okay, so there's three types of injuries, right? Some injuries just need time, right? For Luke, for your cuts and scrapes, besides maybe a little bit of ointment, some Band-Aids, whatever, really, it just needs time, okay? Same thing, like you break a rib, they're not gonna put you in a full body cast. You break a toe, they're same thing, right? You just really need time mm-hmm. to heal. There's some injuries that just need time. But then sometimes there's other injuries, maybe a little bit more serious, but they're a quick fix, okay? You split your head open, you got to go get stitches. Quick fix, but still needs a little bit of more, more, a little bit more attention. All right. And then last but not least, there's more serious injuries. Okay. Some of you listening have gotten these where maybe you need surgery. Maybe you need physical therapy or rehab. And when we're referring to rehab, we're talking about like rehabbing your injury. Right. And one thing that I've noticed, especially about in physical injuries is that that final one, the the more serious injuries, there needs to be a willingness to get better, Mm. right? We've all had that uncle or that grandpa or the dad or somebody who gets hurt and they're not willing to go to the doctor, right? They're not willing to do the rehab. I don't need to do that, right? And sometimes it's not always a man either. Sometimes it's- I don't need no doctor. Right. Sometimes it's ladies or whatever, but they're stubborn about it, right? And they don't, they're not willing to put in the work to do it. And how come, right? What are some reasons why people wouldn't want to go to therapy, right? Physical therapy. Aside from money. Aside from money. Yeah, aside from money. Assuming, let's say, your insurance covers whatever, 10 sessions. It's so long. It's long. Long. It takes a long time. Oh, my goodness. It's painful, right? 
It's mm-hmm. painful. Mm-hmm. There's, you know, when you're when you're rehabbing something that's really hurt, it's painful, right? When you, when you have a broken ankle, you haven't walked on, and they're telling you to do calf raises on your one ankle. You're like, I could barely walk, right? You go home, and it hurts more than it did when you went there earlier before, right? <laughs> and you're swollen. You're, it's discouraging because you're realizing, man. I used to be able to run and jump and and do this and do that and I can't do that. Look, all my friends, right? You're standing on the sidelines with your crutches doing physical therapy, right? And but there has to be a willingness, right? There has to be a willingness to get better. But it's hard because when you're getting physical therapy, when you're doing rehab, you're kind of like there's a lot of one step forward, two steps back, yep. too, right? You think you're getting better and then you go to therapy, right? It's just yeah. not going as fast as you want. So, yeah. But there needs to be a willingness. I I hurt my shoulder in college at a at a youth camp. Yeah. And uh, it was as I was transferring from Harper to Trinity, and so I had this realization that I needed to. I was going to be in a sling when I was onboarding at at a. Trinity, like first week of college, meeting everybody with a sling. Mm-hmm. So there was like a level of embarrassment there. Sure. And then like twice a week I was going to physical therapy and it was like, you you can get well, I'll, I'll do this therapy, but you also need exercises. You also need these things to help you. You have to put in the work. So it, yep. it was like, I just want it to be back to normal, but exactly. you're living in this tension of... I still have to put in the work and go back to square one. Yeah, it takes a lot of work. And a lot of times you're not, like, square one would be nice. A lot of times you're like negative squares, right? Yeah, exactly. You know, you're, 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 you're doing something, but there has to be a trust. Here's the thing. Mm-hmm. You have to trust that the hard work, the pain is worth it in the end. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Mm-hmm. So as you guys can imagine, I'm really not... The goal is really not to talk about physical pain today, right? <laughs> physical pain is fairly obvious, and most people will kind of do what it takes when they get hurt to make themselves feel better, right? Not everybody, but for the most part. But what I want to talk about today is emotional pain, okay? Um, at College Community, at Frontline, everybody in the world, right, has been emotionally hurt by people before by anybody right so at college community i asked this question how many of you have been hurt by parents just by a raise of hands everybody in the room raised their hands right i said how many of you have been hurt by friends everybody in the room raised their hand how many of you have been hurt by somebody who was supposed to take care of you right almost everybody raised their hand how many of you have been hurt by a significant other a boyfriend a girlfriend whatever almost everybody raised their hand right so we all are hurt but just like the different types of injuries, there's different levels of pain, right? Some type of emotional pain, you, you you get in a little bit of a fight with a friend. You guys, you guys have been kind of bickering back and forth. You take a few days off and you just need a little bit of time, right? You need a little bit of time for it to get better. But then sometimes there's things that are a little bit more serious, okay? Like you split your head open, right? That's kind of like the example. You get stitches, but maybe you kind of have a bigger fight with a friend, but- hmm. You stitch it up, you're able to move forward from there. Maybe there's a little bit of a scar. Maybe there's a little bit of a feeling of whatever, but you're, it's a quick fix for the most part. But then there's pain that, that is lasting, that is, feels permanent, 
that you feel like is going to stay with you forever. Mm. And it's pain that's not going to go away. You feel like that at least, right? And a lot of us are in that pain. Does that make sense? We're, whether we're in it right in this very moment, whether we feel better right now, but it flares up in certain situations, whatever the case may be, a lot of us are in serious emotional pain, right? And we need the healing. We need the rehab, but we need a willingness to get better. And I think that's the tricky part. Mm. Does that make sense? That's the part that's hard. Okay. That's the part that we struggle with. So I want to talk about a couple things. What does willingness look like? All right. So let's talk about step one. What does a willingness to get better from your emotional pain look like? All right. Do you guys have any thoughts on that? Like, what does a willingness to get better from your emotional pain look like? Or question or anything that's popping in your head, right? I would say first realizing that you're in pain. Yep. And and that may or may not be accepting that you got hurt. And and sometimes it can just be going throughout the day and being yeah. like that me that moved me in a way that yeah made me upset. Right. Like I, I saw I saw an a video of injustice on my phone and that really bothered me. Yeah. Um and then first realizing yep. that pain isn't is something we're gonna experience, but something that's not okay. It makes our spirits unrest. Mm-hmm. Um and the thing about us as humans, we store pain in our bodies, whether we realize it or not. Yeah. If if it doesn't, if it's not on the immediate forefront, we'll keep it in our bodies somewhere. Yep. We're like really complicated, complex creatures. And and then when you realize it, be, having the ability to say yes to accepting help. Um, it made me think of um, a the passage in John 5 where Jesus is talking to a guy who's been laying paralyzed on a mat for 38 years of his life. And, he, and Jesus asks him this question, do you want to be healed? Do you want to get well? And so there's there's Jesus's offer, but then also the man has to say yes. Sure. So real, realization first and then willingness to say yes. Yeah. And Nora, in the times that you've been hurt for uh-huh. whatever varying levels, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what's the hard part about like working through pain or like emotional pain? Like why is mm-hmm. that hard? Because a lot of the time you just can't do it by yourself. Yeah. If you're so personally, I don't think a lot of like people obviously hurt me, but I think I hurt myself the most, not in a physical way, right. but I don't think I talk to myself in a nice way. And I don't, sometimes people don't either, but it's hard to help yourself when you're the one who's making it worse. Sure. So having to tell somebody else the things that hurt you that you did to yourself is like, it's like it hurts you all over again having to tell someone again. Yeah. Hmm. You know, it's but, like I like And then just the to, catch is you can't do it by yourself. Right. right? You can't so do it like by yourself. You're stuck in this place. Yes. Yeah. And just to clarify, like not physically harming. Some people maybe. Some people maybe physically are harming sure, it themselves. Can manifest and it's in embarrassing. That way. Yeah. You don't want to tell people. Right. And um 
Yeah, so having to tell someone is just like harmful all over again. Yeah, and and I mean like uh, having those emotional having emotional pain can mm-hmm. lead you to do things that um that are harmful to yourself, right? Right. Yeah. People have thoughts of you know suicide ideation, right? They yeah. have suicidal thoughts. They have us. They do self harm, or they think mm-hmm. about self harm, or maybe they just have harmful thoughts, like you right. said, yep. not talking nice about yourself, right? Mm-hmm. And what happens is when we're in deep pain, for some reason, as humans we begin to identify ourselves by that pain. Mm-hmm. I'm the screwed up person. I'm the broken person. I'm a burden to all the people around me, right? Yeah. Because because I'm sad all the time or because I'm this, because right? And we begin to identify it. But then what becomes hard is we almost hold on to it because we get used to it, right? Yeah. You ever watch a show Hoarders? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? They fill their house up with junk most of the time. And even though they know that their house is in unlivable condition, they get used to it and they have a hard time letting it go. Yeah. Right? Because Mm -hmm. even though they can't even walk to go get a drink of water without climbing over a stack of newspapers from 40 years ago, right? They've gotten used to that. And letting that go, even though it's better for them, Mm -hmm. air quotes, right? Even though it's better for them, and it is technically to let, it's hard to let go of that stuff because they've grown used to it. And they've identified themselves Mm -hmm. by that. And that's what we do. Yeah. Yeah. That's often like the process of how um, medicating behaviors becomes a thing in our life. And Mm -hmm. what I mean by that is addiction. Yeah. um, Is it starts with, I got hurt. And then it goes to, I'm in pain. I don't want to feel that pain anymore. And so I go to something to make me feel better. What's a what's a way I can feel better right now? Yeah, like a quick fix. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, I thought you were asking me. No, no, no. I'm saying like that's <laughs> yeah. that's yeah. what you'll think, right? Like yeah, you know, and that's with drugs and alcohol and yeah. things of that nature. Yeah. Sometimes I feel lonely after youth group, so I go to get Taco Bell. Yeah. Do you want to get Taco Bell with me, Mike? Uh, no. <laughs> As you can tell by looking at me, I've eaten too much Taco Bell in my yeah. life. So I need to, <laughs> I'm trying to go the other direction. You look so but, good. No, uh, but, but yeah, it's like we're, we don't want to experience this pain anymore. And so we go to things as quick fixes, like sure. you were saying. It's like, yeah. right? Imagine if you, if you did something horrible, pain wise, physical injury, and you had some horrible, like, giant gaping wound right Mm -hmm. and then like you started putting band-aids on it there's no amount of band-aids that just make it go away there's no amount of band-aids right you have to go through the process the right way so i think that a willingness to heal the healing process i think it's in three steps now time within these three steps it could be your whole life really some people have pain they work on their whole life. But um, for one, there's what Luke said. There's the realization or the reflection, just like when you get the injury itself, like, hey, I'm hurt. Some people don't realize it or they, they've they buried it somewhere so they don't have to think about it anymore. And so they need to realize like, hey, I have this pain and even though I've buried it, it's a real thing and it's showing up in my life. And then some people know that they're hurt, but they're living or they're staying. We don't want to stay at step one. Hmm. 
There's a reason why there's three steps, right? Step one is the realization that we're hurt and that we're hurting and that like we need to do something about it. Where we're at right now is not where we want to be. Right. Because I, I know I know people, they, they have uh, panic attacks, they have addictions, they have depression, they have anxiety, they have um, all you can list these things right over and over and over again of of things from pain, things that they didn't do, things that they didn't cause, things that other people did to them or are doing to them. But they have this pain. Right. But with pain, there needs to be. So that's step one, the realization, the reflection, like. Hey, look at me right now. I'm hurt. I don't want to be defined by that. I don't want to be a broken person forever, but I'm hurt. The second step, and this is the hardest step, not the hardest. This is a hard step. What I did yesterday is I, I told the college community students to like, as a, almost like a homework assignment, if you will, take a sheet of paper, write down some of the pains that you have, emotional pain. And then the only thing I want you to do for a week is to ask God to help you trust him with your pain. Trust that he can fix it and trust to give it to him. Say, God, I want to give this over to you. And that's all I want him to do for a week. So if you're in college community, that's all I want you to do this next week. Or if anybody's listening and you're like, hey, I want to heal from something. Write down the pain and just ask God, God, help me to trust you with this. Help me to trust that you can fix it. And that's the only thing I want you to do for a week. Just ask God to do that. Because the third step, the rehab, the the emotional therapy, and I'm not talking about going to see a therapist, but that might be a part of it. Okay, but I mean like, just like there's physical therapy for your ankle, we need to go through emotional therapy, rehab, right? But... Here's why a lot of people don't do that. The same reasons why people don't do physical therapy. It's painful. It hurts. It's slow. It takes a long time, right? It's um, discouraging. Um, Sometimes you take one step forward and you tend to take two, three, four, 10 steps back, Mm -hmm. right? When you you, you think you're doing better, you hear that person's name, boom, it comes back again, right? And, And so the healing process... The rehab, the physical therapy, but emotionally, right? The emotional therapy takes a lot of time. Yeah. The hardest part about healing from pain is we have to remember it and remind ourselves of like that moment. Right. That, that like we we have to enter it again. And a yep. lot of us don't want to experience that again. Yeah. And like what Nora said, right? It's hard to tell people about that, to talk to people about that. And guys, within this rehab, the the emotional therapy, here's some things you might have to do. You might have to go see someone professionally, okay? Because like what Nora said, sometimes you cannot sift through that stuff on your own. Sometimes your friends, am I right about this, Nora? You're right. Sometimes your friends aren't going to have good enough advice for you. Yeah. It's not going to make you feel better. Ultimately, like, yes, some friends are forever, but like- it's just going to be you. Like, it's you who has to want to get better. Your friends can't want it for you. Exactly, right? Yeah. I tell people all the time, Frontline, if I could force people to, like, love Jesus, I probably would. But I can't, right? That It's you. You know what I mean? And so it's the same thing with healing is that, like, hey, you, you may need to talk to somebody. You may need to 
do counseling or therapy. Therapy is the bomb. You may need you may need to look up tag look up different ways and and focus on things and and look up on the internet and maybe go to a you know go talk to a youth pastor. Hey, how can I work through this? Talk to a leader. How can I do this? Talk. Go see a counselor, a therapist, uh, whatever. Maybe maybe if you're really struggling, maybe you'll need medication. Maybe you need to take some medicine to help, right? I don't know. Yeah, don't feel that pain alone. What that looks like, but the willingness needs to be there. And what is it? You have to trust that the hard, and just like physical therapy, the hard and painful work that you're doing is going to make you better. But here's the cool thing about God, right? Psalm 103 talks about, uh, it's David, David, who's experienced a lot of pain, David, who did, made a lot of mistakes, David, whose you know, uh, uh, kids killed each other and, and raped each other and tried to kill him and come after him, right? All because of stemming from the mistake that he made with Bathsheba, the same great, awesome guy. But here's what he says about God. He says, praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Don't forget what he's done for us. He says, he who forgives all your sins who heals all your diseases and not physical diseases, but like the struggles who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion, who works righteousness and justice for all the oppressed. Right? So like that's the God that we serve. He can redeem our life from the pit. Like with my ankle, okay, I did tons of physical therapy, months and months and months and months of it, right? In different periods, over this course of a few years, tons of physical therapy, right? The people in the training room knew my name. The people at the physical therapy knew who I was, right? And like they knew my injury. They knew everything about me. They were like my friends because I was there so much. But my ankle, because it was broken so bad, was only going to get so good. Does that make sense? I'm not going to be able to do the things I should be able to do if I never broke my ankle. Okay? I'm not going to be able, maybe I can't go run a marathon. I don't know. Right? I couldn't play football anymore because even when it got better, it slowed me down. Mm-hmm. It would be very painful. I'd have some practices I couldn't barely lace up my shoes because my ankle was so swollen. Right? And so my ankle got a lot better and I can do a lot of things now that I want to be able to do. But it may not ever, it's never going to be about 100% again. But you know what's cool about God is that he can take your pain and through that rehab process, and maybe it's a long process, he can use that and redeem your life from the pit. Think about a pit as the lowest, darkest, dirtiest place you could be. And he can redeem your life. And then he can give you, give your pain purpose, mm-hmm. right? Pastor Cal, who's a leader there, shared some things in the group and she wouldn't mind me saying this but she, it was a story about how her mom her whole life um because it was based on their status to be able to come to america and all that kind of stuff she always wanted a boy and the first boy that she had um died right as a baby mm-hmm. um and so when she was born um her mom first question is it a boy or a girl right and when she heard it was a girl Her mom didn't hold her as a baby and everything. And she told her every day of her life almost since she could remember that I wish you were never born. I wish you were a boy, right? 
And so her whole life, she really struggled with this pain, right? And she saw it starting to manifest itself. And her whole life, right? Imagine hearing that. Literally, not exaggeration, those exact words. I wish you were never born. I wish you were a boy, right? And her mom didn't even speak English, but learned those specific words in English. And that's the only thing she would say in English. And Cal and, and Cal never learned Indian. So you can imagine, literally, the only thing you hear from your mom that you understand is that I wish you were never born, right? Imagine the pain there, intense pain. And then it manifests itself in a ton of different ways, right, for her. And, you know, the, the list, the things that we list that people go through in the hurting, she had all of that. But Pastor Cal, if anyone knows her, she's become one of the most influential people in hundreds and hundreds and thousands of young kids, right? Because of the pain that she felt and because of she trusted God with it. And she told a story about how she came to Christ and she, yeah. she, um, and God changed her life and, and through therapy and all the other things that she did, right? The rehab process was painful, but she said, I wouldn't trade it for anything. Because of that pain, I was able to help kids and love kids and show compassion to kids. And she's been a student or a children's pastor for many, 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 many years. And now she helps college kids find their careers and their direction because she's loving kids the way that she wasn't loved as a kid. And God gave her this incredible purpose, this incredible mission, and took something that seemed so broken and hopeless and made it even better than she could have ever imagined. Wow, what a story, right? Freaking incredible. So the point is this. A lot of times, that's a real person with a real story. And a lot of times, that kind of stuff seems like a fairy tale, right? Yeah. It seems like getting better is a fairy tale. But it's Mm. not. It can happen. And God can redeem our lives from the pit. Yeah. And us on the podcast here, we're... We're not speaking from a place of, oh, I've, I don't have a problem with pain. I don't get hurt. No, it happens like, every day. Yeah. I, I'm i like the biggest the, the biggest culprit of um, avoiding my pain. I've become like an expert at just escaping to like the new Netflix show, hanging out with friends yep. and, and not talking about some of the pain I'm going through and going to experiences. Yeah, running away so, from it. It's yeah. called escapist behaviors is what they call it. It's oh, like yeah. a technical term yeah. for it. Yeah. Huge, huge escape guy. Yeah, me too. Um, me too. So, yeah. um, so we're not we're not speaking this from from a place of um, we've got it all figured out. No, but, we're real people who really get hurt. You know what I mean? And who are hurting, yeah. right? And will be hurt, right? But when you experience that emotional pain, whether it's something that just needs time, mm-hmm. but we're all going to experience things and probably have experienced things that are going to need physical therapy, but emotional therapy, right? Rehab, the hard work, but we have to trust Jesus with it. That's step one, because without him, it's a Band-Aid. It's always going to be a Band-Aid, right? On a gaping wound, but trusting that Jesus can fix it and then going through that healing process trusting that he can take you through it and make you and redeem you. Mm. You can heal. You really can. You really can. Yeah. 
So there's, I want to say that no matter what you're feeling, whether, whether you're feeling depressed, whether you're feeling anxious, whether you're feeling suicidal, whether you have thoughts about that, whether you just question the purpose of life, whether you have identified yourself as lousy, as not good enough, as mm-hmm. deserving, uh, deserving of the pain you're feeling, whether you've been told horrible things, that's not what God wants for your life. And you don't have to be stuck on step one, realizing that you're hurting. You don't have to be stuck there, yeah. right? So we want to encourage you guys. And we're going to encourage ourselves because we need it too. Yeah. We're going to encourage all of everyone listening and talking yeah. that God can be with us there through the healing process. We just need to trust him with it. So if you have pain, write it down and just ask God for one week, a few days, whatever, Asking God, help me to trust you with this. Yeah. Jesus isn't a stranger to pain either. Nope. He so, experienced it. Yeah. He's he's worthy of your trust. Yeah. Well, listen, we love you guys. We're happy to be with you again. We're happy to be talking with you. And just remember that um, no matter where you're at right now, things can change and change for the better. And they can be, I promise, this is real, better than you ever imagined. Let's go. All right. Love you guys. Bye. See ya.